third and, you know, third and long, we're going to call the option route, be will make something happen. At this part of my career, having a guy that trusts me as much as he does, as well as a quarterback that trusts me as much as uh, our quarterback does. And then, you know, someone that just is like, hey, you know, go win. Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, our captain, our captain, our captain and fearless leader, the number nine, Braden, wait, room, Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Be Willie. Jake. Bro, I'm still waiting on uh I'm still waiting on you to go out there this weekend and 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 do what you need to do, bro, because you you know the tweet I got saved up. We didn't talk about this before, but we talked about it a little bit last week. Ladies and gentlemen, I I got a tweet that I think might do numbers. And and I don't Brayden just didn't have that moment last week, so let it be known. I'm I'm coming off hot at the beginning of the pod, bro. I hope you've had a great week of practice. Oh yeah, we have. Don't worry right. about we, it. We we gonna we gonna talk a little bit about Baylor, um, a little bit later. But first things first, my brother, are you having a good week? Before we get in the episode, we want to talk about. Yeah, you guessed it. The amazing folks at Plainview Legal. Jeremiah, remember growing up in youth football, you do a little bit of everything: play quarterback, O line, safety, little linebacker, maybe even kicked a little bit. Those were the days, man. And that is actually the perfect way to describe our presenting sponsor, Plainview Legal. Plainview does it all in the world of property and business law. This includes matters in eminent domain, inverse condemnation, real estate transactions, oil and gas title examination, adverse possession, quiet title, and other boundary disputes. Plainview Legal also handles estate planning and probates from simple wills, to proving undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys will negotiate, draft, review, and litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma. Haley and Travis Dennis are married and own Plainview Legal. They are Sooners through and through and love helping Sooner Nation with all the things we just talked about. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com. Give them a call at 405-310-0183 or email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Please see the show notes for important disclaimer information. I'm having a great week. Any, any, any roles this week? Uh, I'm having a great week. Um, man, I'm not going to lie. Yesterday, I don't know what it was, but I felt really, really good. Yesterday being Tuesday, today is Wednesday, the day we're recording. I felt really good at uh, I practice yesterday. Don't know what it was at this point yeah. in the season. Typically, as you can attest to, most of the times your body is like, you know, kind of messed up at this point in the season, broke down a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, you're battling some injuries. But, man, yesterday I had a great practice, and I think it was because I just got out there and I just felt really, really good. I was like, wow, my body feels great today. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe hey. it's, you know, a testament to my recovery over the last couple of weeks, you know, but I just felt really good. I I think I know the answer to this, but because you're a fifth year captain, 
and everything, are you getting the Kenneth Murray treatment? Like get 30 tackles after one game and then you kind of like chill the rest of the week and uh, you're kind of cooling during practice or like they got um, you working it, out there a little bit. It depends during the bye week a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, we got some freshmen, you know, like Caden and uh, Jason that kind of need to get some reps in, you know what I'm saying? You never, you know how football is. You never know, you know, what can happen. So you always want to be prepared and, you know, obviously prepare them for, you know, the years, you know, the years to come. So we got some guys that we need to get reps in and we get rep them reps in practice, obviously. So um, it is a little bit, you know, more chill than past years when it was just, you know, us three in the room, me, you, and Stog, and then there was us rotating, you know what I'm saying? And it was just mm. us. Yeah. Mm. So it, it's a little bit more chill than that. So I would say so a little bit. You know, I still yeah. get my refs in. I don't duck any work or nothing like that. But, you know, Joe John takes takes care of me. If it's a route where it's like I just rent. Like, you know how sometimes we have to repeat a play. We messed up on a play or something like that. We repeat a play, get one of the mm. young guys in there. You know, if it's a – long route or something they do a good yeah. job of taking care of me i would say so basically bro is you're having a great time at practice is what i'm what i'm hearing oh man you should hey jay you would love you would love practices <laughs> uh these days i'm not not even just from a like you know that standpoint just practices are fun man like oh like, okay yeah like they're just fun like competitive and they're just like really fun we have a good time with the offensive staff you know what i'm saying it's like a mm -hmm. it's like a great mixture of like competitive focus and having fun you know what i'm saying Lebby incorporates yeah. a lot of like little jokes every now and then and you know what i'm saying get the guys laughing and like you know what i'm yeah. saying like we don't gotta be serious all the time like you know it's like live life like enjoy the doing you know what i'm saying that's the biggest thing for us is just to enjoy the process right now so that's, that's it, good you stuff. would love it man i you know I, I was gonna save the practice segment for a little bit later but let's let's go ahead and and talk about it a little bit more we'll we'll do a switcheroo this time around we talk yeah, cool. a lot about venables and his leadership and and what all he's done over the course of january right but very rarely do we talk about uh lebby and and Joe John and, and, and the rest of the gang, you know, I, yeah. I, I know Joe John personally, I've, I've met Venables, but I haven't had too many conversations with Lebby. One thing, one thing I can say from the few conversations that I have had is one, he always seems like a positive guy, but he will address negativity and, and will get on to you at, when needed. Uh, th those are the, the first two things that kind of pop off. Like he doesn't come off as, an a-hole or anything like that. And, right. and the second thing I can tell from his play calling is that bro just doesn't like, he cares, but like he's going to call what he's going to call, you know, it, tell yeah, me if he, I'm yeah. wrong. Like he's like, he has faith in his guys. He has faith in his system, no matter whether it be fourth down, third down, he's calling the, he's, he's consistently calling reverses that involve counter. I don't know if that was a game plan thing last week, but I saw it a couple of times and most coaches wouldn't call that more than one, maybe two times in a game. He's calling certain plays. And I'm just like, man, this guy is creative. You know, sometimes on Twitter, people are like, get rid of Levy or what is up with the offense? And I'm just like, bro, he is bringing everything out of his bag, like full force depleting the whole playbook. And I'll, I'll let you answer this after this statement.
one thing I didn't like towards the back end of my career is that we would install and you can attest to this as well. We would install all of these plays and we would only stick to maybe 40% of the total package. And I completely hated that because coincidentally, the other 60% included the H backs and our good plays and everything that I was looking forward to. So I remember sitting in the hotel the night before game and my dad always checks in on me. He's like, Hey, uh, how, how you doing? What you thinking? And I would tell him, especially towards the back end of my career, like, man, I have no clue how this game is going to go, but I'm pretty sure we're going to win. <laughs> so I'm happy to see obviously you more involved, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Well, I, I can't say proud because it's not like I knew Lebby beforehand, but I like the way he opens things up. So what what is your perspective of him as just a person, not even a coach, but what he does on a day to day? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, you know, going back to, you know, the beginning of the year, like all the way back to January, he's one of the main reasons that I came back. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you got BV up there and, you know, that that's my guy and I had conversations with him. And, you know, I was like, man, I would love to play for this guy. So obviously that's that. And then, you know, it helps having your position coach stay, you know, with, you know, Joe John out there, yeah. having him yeah. stay, that was big, you know, that that was big for me as well. But then also, you know, it's, it, it's the fact of like, who's going to be the offensive coordinator now, because now you don't have a head coach that's going to be your offensive coordinator. Right. So it's right. like, okay, now who's the offensive coordinator. I got to build a relationship with him. Levy gets hired. Right. And we immediately start having conversations and from the jump, you know, it, it's like we had knew each other. I say this a lot, but like it's it, in a lot of these situations, it's true. It felt like I had known him for like five years. Get on the phone, easy to talk to, real cool. Almost like it almost feels like like having him as a coach almost doesn't feel like having like an authoritative figure. It almost feels like that's just like your big brother or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of relationship that he has with his guys. And then I feel like that creates an even tighter bond. So when you say that, you know, he's, he's going to call what he want to call. And, you know what I'm saying? It's because he has trust in his guys. You know what I'm saying? He he knows we're going to make plays. He has full trust in his guys. And he's like, well, hey, third and, you know, third and long, we're going to call the option route, be will, make something happen. That That's literally what be going on through his mind. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I really appreciate having – you know, and at this part of my career, having a guy that trusts me as much as he does, as well as a quarterback that trusts me as much as uh, our quarterback does. And then, you know, someone that just is like, hey, you know, go win. You know, it's just, you know, that relationship is just like we take advantage. Like I like if I didn't have this like, you know, period of time where I didn't have that, I probably would take advantage of something like this. But now that I, you know, I've seen both sides of it, I can't take advantage of it. It's really nice having, you know. Brayden, it's Halloween weekend, right? And in the spirit of things, let's talk about things that are scary. A sold out night game at Memorial Stadium. Marvin Mims, one-on-one coverage. Brayden Willis coming on a downhill block. Danny Stutzman chasing you down. Or how about trying to tackle EG in open space? Jalen Redman with a free shot to the quarterback. 
or Schmitty when you're late for a workout. Definitely Schmitty when you're late for a workout. Bro, those things are all scary. But you know what shouldn't be scary? Buying a home. And it isn't scary with our friends Phil and Thaline Webb at Webb Properties Group. They take all the fright out of home buying and will be your real estate partners throughout the entire transaction. To learn more, call them at 405-322-5632. On top of that, high interest rates are spooky, but the McDaniel Mortgage Group will set you up with loan options that won't haunt you. Call Matt McDaniel at 214-435-9855 or visit www.appwithmatt. That's app with Matt with two T's to get pre-qualified now. Red Properties Group and the McDaniel Mortgage Group will team up and get you a beautiful home that you enjoy for years to come. I like the exchange that you say he has with his players, specifically the older guys and you. When you have somebody in a position of power and they're making all the decisions over time, in my opinion, I feel like the people as in the, the players, the people that you're commanding or you're leading as a leader, they slowly start to lose interest because they don't have feedback or, or, or they don't have input input. Is, is the word I'm looking for, because when when there is an exchange going on, it makes it feel like you're more involved. It makes it feel like, right. hey, my ideas contribute to the success of this team. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always feel that in, in the last offense. Now, granted, we had a great OC, in my opinion. Right. I, I felt like he just did a great job overall. And so maybe we we didn't require that. But regardless of whether the OC is Lincoln or anybody else in the country, that exchange is important because now you've gone from player who is traditionally a subordinate feels like more of a, a coworker and you're now fighting for each other. To right. Get the win. Yeah. It is. It, I'm, I'm assuming that's what you feel because that's, that's what it sounds like. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly how I feel. You, I think you, you put it better into words than I could possibly put it. You know, it's funny. I'm in grad school and psychology, you know, and there's a class I'm taking. It's a leadership class and it is, and we learned something that you just said. It was like, you know, when you give, you know, kind of your, the people under you kind of, um, you know, intent to do stuff and, you know, a little bit of freedom and everybody can contribute. It overall makes the whole, like operation just a lot smoother you know guys want to work harder guys you know feel like you actually believe in them and you know things like that so um i completely agree with what you said and um and it's just not me obviously you know it's other older guys you know on the offense we have great relationships all across the board and um he just does a great job of putting us in position to make plays so it's really nice man I, i won't take you know something like this take advantage of something like this. I mean, for example, we're in practice, you know, a couple of weeks ago and he's like, uh, we run a play. He's like, how about that nine? And I'm like, yeah, I like that. And he's <laughs> like, first play of the game. I'm like, yeah, get me going. He's like, yeah, virgin. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's like, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that looks good. How, what you think? Yeah, I, I'm messing with it. Okay. First play of the game. Let's do it. 
You know, it's just stuff like that that just make you want to, you know what I'm saying? Now I know I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to, you know, it starts yeah. with me. Let's get it going. So I will say this is what makes a regular coach to a player. We always hear the term a, a player's coach. This is this is what makes a player's coach. And for the, for those of you who don't know our fans, I do a lot of reading. You know, me and Brady talked about it previously, but since I have a lot more time now, I've significantly increased the amount of scripture and, and books in general that I read. And this is what I've been learning in terms of business. This is how I'm going to relate it to football using business terms. The biggest difference between an entrepreneur and an owner is that one creates systems and the other one runs the system. Okay, think about that. An entrepreneur is a business owner, but at the same time, they are in charge of running the business, right? An owner, so Jerry Jones, thinks like an entrepreneur, but also thinks like a systems manager who manages the systems of these entrepreneurs. And so a coach coaches his players, right? That's the entrepreneur. A player's coach coaches his system. So he encourages his players to coach each other. And this is where that exchange comes in, that exchange between the players and, hey, what do you think? What uh, I think this coach, okay, we're going to run with that. And then next thing you know, you're, you're caught, you're looking at Marvin and you're like, Hey, Marvin, make sure we do this. And it flows down the chain of command. So I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that you feel comfortable around Levy. And honestly, it's noticed from experienced guys. At least I, I, I see it on the field, whether the offense is, do, is doing good or bad. So Glad we can uh glad we could talk about Levy for a little bit, throw him his flowers. And uh shout out to the offense because I feel like as offensive guys, we kind of sometimes we kind of like stray away from the offense just because we know that we can yeah. talk about that anytime. Like we've had what Deshaun, we've had um we just had Danny. Maybe we need to get back on the offense a little bit more, but shout out to Levy. And uh, the way that he's coaches that he coaches his players. Hey, B. Willie, who do you think the smoothest man on the team is with the ball in their hands? It's got to be Eric Gray, man. Eric Gray gets the ball in his hands. He's silky smooth, cuts with ease. Really, you know, just just really smooth, man. Just makes you know moving around look easy, bro. It sounds like E. G. is just like Freebird grooming. He sounds specifically like the Flex Series Electric Shaver. Now, this shaver provides baby smooth shaves, bro. As a bald man, it's important to keep things smooth, and that's why Freebird is on a mission to make life easier for guys just like me. Gentlemen, if you're still using an old-school razor to shave your head, don't. Razors were designed to shave flat surfaces, not curved domes. They can cause painful nicks and cuts, and razors actually shave too close, often under the skin, so that hair comes back as uncomfortable, irritating ingrowns. I can attest to all of that. I wish I knew about Freebird earlier because they sent us a care package, and it actually works. The holidays are coming up, and if you need a gift for your bald partner, brother, dad, friend, 
podcast co-host, or maybe you just want to treat yourself to a luxury shaving experience, Free Bird is for you. Freebird is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. To cash in, visit myfreebird.com slash pray for 20% off. That's myfreebird.com slash pray for 20% off today. The next thing I want to look at is something that I actually read this morning. And it, this was supposed to go at the, the beginning of the segment, but I wanted to throw in a little bit of scripture because it was on my heart. So here it goes. I'm coming from first Philippians, um, 16. Okay. This, this will be short. All right. This is, uh, this is talking about Paul and, um, right now he's currently in prison. He says, because of my imprisonment, most of my believers here have gained confidence and boldly speaks God's message without fear. Right. And just something real quick. So, um, because of Paul's willingness to to spread the word of Jesus Christ around he was put in prison right and i say that to say look at what paul sacrificed look at what jesus sacrificed for us like paul was in prison jesus died on the sins i mean jesus died on the cross for our sins and what can we learn from that right don't ever think that you sacrificed too much to get to where you are because ultimately there is somebody who made a greater sacrifice than any one of us could ever make. All right. No doubt. So that was supposed to be my motivational Monday that uh, I sent out to my, my close circle of friends, my family and stuff like that. So that, that was Mondays. Uh, I sent a little bit of something every day. Um, I figured I could use that for this week's, but, um, yeah. Don't be afraid to make sacrifices. I kind of when I when I was reading that, I was like, you know, this kind of reminds me of the tweet that I made about being present not too long ago in terms of being where your feet are. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, you could say that, man, I, I, I wish I was a little bit different. But on the flip side, I could also say I had to do that to get to where I am right now. Right. You know, so. That's that's my motivation for 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 the week. I like it. I you mean, like it? much like the fans, I, I I look forward to these as well. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I should create a a a you know those things that you can text and then like you'll get like an automatic text message back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like how we have even for, like, know what and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Moving on to the next segment of the show. First, we're going to be talking about the Michigan State Michigan player brawl fighting situation. And then we're going to go into the college football playoff top 25. All right. So first off, to even know what we're talking about, guys, you have to have seen the video. Okay, just go type in Michigan fight or Michigan State fight. I'm pretty sure it'll be the first thing to pop up on Twitter. Brayden. You know what I'm talking about, right? Is there? Bro. How? What happened? Situation? What? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Man, I just think that. I, okay. So I think that was poorly managed by 
the facility. And I think that the facility in general is just the layout of it is just could be better. Okay. Now that don't give like, now don't get me wrong. That don't give an excuse for Michigan state, you know, or what they did and everything like that at all. But I will say when you got two, two teams coming up the ramp at the same time, it really don't make a whole lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a rivalry game, you know, now I will say that I say that, but Texas and us, both go out the same ramp during the cotton bowl. Right. But like I said, it's better managed because we, we like most of the time they'll have them go out first and then we'll come out, you know, and then they got people down there to, you know what I'm saying? Like there was nobody in there, but like staff members of either team, there was like barely any security to like, you know, when we come down a tunnel for OU Texas, the cotton, you know, in the cotton bowl, like there's like, a hundred, two hundred, like, you know what I'm saying? Different people in that tunnel. There's just a bunch of people. Like, that's not really going down. That might be a little, you know what I'm saying? Shouting match, match or a shoving match or something like that, but a full on bra is not going down. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, feel the same I, I blame the coaches and the, and the facility people. One and, and two. Well, first off, no player should be swinging. Uh, and, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. I blame the players. The players. Self-responsibility is first, but outside of that, yes, the facility, the coaches, and to restate what you just said in terms of us, because that's what I was comparing it to when I was talking to people about it. I'm like, bro, our locker room during the, the shootout is right next to each other. Why Why are they acting this way? And it's not like they haven't played a home game before and have probably right. run into this situation. You know what I'm saying? We face that once a year. They right. have to deal with it every home game. Right. So players are now suspended. Charges are can possibly be pressed. Like I'm not gonna lie, if I was that kid, I'm pressing charges, bro. Like you're you're swinging at me with no one. I don't have a helmet on. Why are you swinging at me with a helmet? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's it's now a weapon. You know, it'd be different if it was a fair one or something. You know what I'm saying? Put your hands up, locker room type. Like let's get down. You know, but a helmet, bro, like you can one wrong hit and I'm dead. (laughs) Right. It's like we've seen this on the news before. Kids playing around in the bathroom. They get into a fight. Somebody hits their head. Next thing you know, kids unconscious in the hospital and the kids in juvie didn't know what he was getting himself into. Same situation. He's a grown man. Like. uh, Yeah, I mean, I just and I also just think that. Speaking on the game in general, I mean, Michigan, you know, Michigan State goes out there, gets blown out. And then they, you know, I saw a tweet that said, where was all this energy, you know, during the game? You know, you had 60 minutes to put your hands on people legally and you didn't do it. You got blown out. And then now after the game, you want to turn into, you know what I'm saying? You want to be a tough guy. Like I always hated that. You know, I always hated the. You know, when you go and you like say, you know, putting it into football terms for us, you go and you go pancake someone, right? You go pancake yeah. a linebacker or something like that. And then he gets up and he, you know, he gets up and he's all up in your face and stuff like that and be like, hey, tough guy. Like, if you were so tough, you wouldn't have got pancaked. All right. So, like, <laughs> get out of my face with all that. You know what I'm saying? That, that was like a, a similar situation to what happened. Like, Michigan tore that tail up. 
Yeah. And now Michigan State want to go into the locker room and act like they big and bad and stuff. Like, I just, it just don't make a lot of sense to me. But hey, you know, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. Hey, his own, I guess. You going to talk that talk. You better do it while it's legal. Right. Like, show me you got it on the field. Like, if you really, you know, if you really that guy. But Oh, that's funny. Well, moving on to the next thing we got on the schedule, the top 25, week 10. These are the first rankings posted yesterday on uh, November 1st. Oh, Oh, hold on. Side note. Bro, I made this tweet yesterday. I don't understand the whole playing the Christmas music everywhere so early. Like, I just uh, apparently November 1st is like the official OF Halloween. We all know when the quote unquote important holiday is. Let's just skip over Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, my birthday is November 6th. So I'm a Scorpio November child. Uh, I'm light-skinned. My name starts with a J and everything else that you see on social media that says that people like me are are, are bad. I'm also I'm at an athlete. So anyways, um, yeah, back well. to the whole <laughs> back to the whole uh, Christmas in, in November thing. Like, I think I'm a fan of the buildup of, of Christmas more so than the actual holiday itself. Like, Thanksgiving I look at Thanksgiving as part of that buildup, you know, like part of the whole Black Friday. It's getting cold outside. College football is still going on. Everything is still like you can, you can go outside and feel a nice breeze, but it won't hurt. You know, like November, November is just like the supreme month, you know, like when you yeah, actually I mean, get to like, so yeah, yeah it's what, great. what are you going to say? Go ahead. It's great. I mean, both of our yeah. birthdays are in November, so that automatically yeah. puts it on top. I mean, I'm a fat boy at heart. Okay. So, you know, I love Thanksgiving, quite frankly. I love to eat. So I was like, we're not just going to skip over Thanksgiving. Okay. Black Bro. Friday is amazing. And like you said, football's going on and really football, like this is when real football starts. Like this is when it starts getting, you know, at the end of December towards Christmas, uh, football's about to end. Football's about to end. So, you know, like, why are we just, I, I, you know, I don't know why we're skipping over Thanksgiving, but yeah. hey, I, I don't get it. Cause honestly, when you get to the Christmas, the closer, you, I'm not going to lie. The week of Christmas, I kind of get depressed because, well, I don't actually get depressed, but I kind of get sad because Christmas day isn't as fun as Thanksgiving day. I, I, I don't know if uh, I, I don't I don't know, like me personally, I don't know if other families do it different. Like the older I get, you know, the less I care about the gifts and the more I care about the thankfulness, the gratefulness and and the happiness of Thanksgiving. Because like when on Thanksgiving Day, you're like still happy about the rest of the year on Christmas Day after you open the gifts, it's like, dang. I got to go to work January 1st, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, so that's, that's how I look at it. I More know. so for me, I, I agree with you, what you said. More so for me though, when I think about, you know, Thanksgiving versus Christmas, 
as I've gotten older, you know, I guess Christmas probably was, you know, like I like Christmas before probably because I was young and, you know, yeah. you know, gifts and all that other stuff. But as I get older, I'm starting to really appreciate, you know, being with family. Like I'm a huge family guy, you know, this, and I'm starting to appreciate being with family more and just kicking it and, you know, seeing them. And, you know, obviously we don't get a chance to go home during Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe once through my college career, I've had a chance to go home, but, you know, just being able to like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, when you get together with your family and you know what I'm saying? You're just kind of kicking it, eating it. Like that just seems like that's just a lot more uh, meaningful to me than yeah. Christmas at this point in my life. So uh, in, in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, the actions that go on during that day. Now, don't get me wrong. The meaning of Christmas is important. But just in terms of the actions that go on during yeah. the day, I think that it means a little bit more to me at this point in my life for uh, Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is a lot less stressful, too, because it's not like <laughs> on, on Christmas, you're thinking about gifts. You're thinking about what you're going to get for other people, making sure it's the right one, making sure everything's wrapped. On Thanksgiving, it's like it never changes. Like there's going to be dressing. There's, <laughs> there's going to be turkey or ham or whatever your choice is. Um, like there, you you don't got to think too hard, bro. It's just show up. Either you're cooking, or you're helping, or you're cleaning up, and you pig out. It's very simple. So or you're like me, and I don't do any of that. I just show up and eat. <laughs> Same, bro. Same. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say that, so I'm glad you said it first. <laughs> I mean, my family knows what's up. I mean, you know, when I when I yeah. they know when I walk in the door, and I haven't been at Thanksgiving for the last couple of years. They know what what I'm there for. They know where I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, bro. Oh, getting back on topic. That was our little segue. All right, y'all. Moving on to our final part of the show, our Baylor breakdown presented to you by Mr. Willie. All right. So, Braden, I got a few, uh, a couple fun facts on Baylor. So, Oklahoma is 28 and three versus the Baylor Bears and is 13 and two versus the Bears in Waco. We've lost to Baylor three times. And two of those three times, I'm pretty sure I was playing. <laughs> oh, that can't be right. Is that right? Maybe that if, last unless year. I lost to them 17, but we've only lost to them while we were in college once, and that was last year. Yeah. Okay. All right, I just Googled that, and that was the first thing that popped up. However, you <laughs> mentioned earlier that it's been a great week of practice. You got the breakdown. Tell us what you're thinking, what are your thoughts, and uh, put us on. Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, Dave around the team, they're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. They're going to play hard. Defensive-minded team. Uh, they do a good job on offense. They do a good job running the ball. That's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to be physical. They want to go downhill. Then they do a good job in the screen game. They do a really good job in the screen game. They do a lot of creative stuff, get the running back out, do a couple little screens to the receivers, do screens to the tight ends, you know, just, just try to get, you know, different matchups. I think their running back leads the Big 12 in touchdowns. Number 29, he has, I think, 12 touchdowns on the year, I want to say. Um, and he's had five touchdowns in about 
300 yards in the last two games. So that's obviously a guy that we're going to have to keep tabs on. We're going to have to try to, you know, shut down the run. As in most games, whoever wins the, you know, whoever wins the ground battle, wins the trenches, is probably going to win, you know. Um, and then on defense, they're a four down team, play a lot of cover four, a lot of two cover two that we've, uh, then we've seen. And then, um, uh, they like, you know, they're just, you know, they pride themselves on, they pride themselves on toughness and physicality. Yeah. So, uh, nothing that we haven't seen, you know, they do, they do some funky stuff sometimes in terms of like, blitzing and you know that you remember uh was it last year or two years ago when they were doing like some crazy stuff and we're like what yes so they do do some some uh different you know some funky stuff but unorthodox unorthodox there we go but i think we have a good plan of attack and uh we had a great practice we've had two great practices monday tuesday got to follow that up with a good one today and the rest of the week but uh yeah that's kind of what the baylor bears are about aggressive mindset on special teams mm-hmm. uh want to return they got some good returners uh guys that can make you miss um you know obviously their coach is aggressive and um yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a big time challenge. It's a good team, man. That's another, you know, 5 and 3 team that has took takes taken some tough losses against good teams. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they're just as good as anybody else. So, I will say that I agree with you in terms of them being a tough team because you look at the record, right? They've beat a tough Oklahoma State 20, or they lost to a tough Oklahoma State by 11 points, lost to West Virginia by three. And other than that, you know, they beat up on Kansas, who's – or I don't think they had their quarterback then. But uh, they played Iowa State close, and the rest of their games weren't really blowouts or anything. So looking at them from a scores and uh, stats point of view, it all seems to be fairly close, and I'm looking at their season leaders for uh, rushing and receiving. And you're right, uh, this Richard Reese kid, their running back, um, has more carries, but less yards than our guy E.G. <laughs> Richard has uh, 152 carries for 791. E.G. the man. The make a miss man has a uh, 117 carries for 796 yards. Eric has six touchdowns. Richard has 12 and they also don't have a dominant receiver. So their number one receiver only has 22 receptions, three touchdowns. And um, their quarterback isn't attempting to throw the ball very much. So um, that all coincides with what you just said in terms of them relying on the run game. But, one thing I'm always looking forward to is seeing my ball, my man Braden ball out. Okay, so wait, it, it don't matter about them. It's, it's all about us, bro. And and, and I say us because I'm a yeah. former Sooner. I say we and us a lot. So um, thank you for the preview. Thank you for the breakdown. I'm looking forward to it. Wait, is the game home or away? I don't even know the, the schedule. Home. 2 p.m. Home. home. 2 p.m. Okay. 2 p.m. Home game. Showtime. Uh. I might pull up. 
Bro, it's it's so funny I ask you that because it kind of it it's a testament to what we said earlier this season about never knowing when the games are or when, I've done when a we're really playing. Good job this year of of remembering <laughs> the times and uh, well, I think the reason why I've remembered the times this year is because yeah. you know because we're not ranked or anything like that. You really can't. Like, uh, like we're every week we're kind of like getting like it's always to be announced, and then they announce it and I see it or something, you know. Yeah. So I think that's why I remember the the times, but that makes better sense. this year. I want to break down something really quick before we let our fans go. We mentioned just a few seconds ago about Baylor being unorthodox, and I just want the fans to be able to understand what we mean by that. Baylor does not always play what we call a traditional 3-4-4-3, especially when it comes to blitzing, right? So in football, for anyone who's a coach or a former player, you're going to already know this. But for those who are our average listeners, when you're looking at blitzing, you want to make sure that you're covering every gap or at least as many gaps as possible. And normally that involves one player being in one gap, another player being in another gap, and then you're playing man on the backside, whether it be with the DBs, backside linebackers, however you want to structure it. But Baylor does not always adhere to the the traditional one man and one gap, make sure they cover one guy on the the back. Like sometimes they'll leave a guy open on purpose. Sometimes they'll put two in one gap and – just force you to react to what they have going on. So that's what we've seen oh, in, in the past. Honestly, I don't know how much more, I don't know how much we'll see of that this weekend because there are guys that they were doing that with went to the NFL. So mm. um, that's partially why they're they're not as successful as they were last year. However, I just wanted to make sure that we explained that point before we let it go but ladies and gentlemen that is all we have for this episode of the podcast on the prairie thank you for listening thank you for supporting we love you Braden. you got anything left for the people uh see y'all saturday yes sir ski art y'all yeah, it's perfect. This-